Welcome to The Real Deal Truth About Trucking. We discuss opinions, tips, tricks, anything and everything about trucking and life on the road. What's up guys? We are back today. Episode 5. We got a very special guest, Miss Christy. She's our dispatcher here at the office and she's pretty much the glue that holds everything together around here. She takes care of discussing rates, dispatching loads, talking to brokers, sending in paperwork, keeping up with fuel tax, fuel receipts. I mean, what don't you do other than drive? Definitely do not drive. Don't drive, don't work on trucks. But everything else, that's you. You got it. You have it. Well, tell everybody who you are and how long you've been doing this stuff. I'm Christy. I have been doing this come February 14 years. 14 years. That's a long time. That is a long time. That's a lot of loads. That is a whole bunch of loads. (laughs) Think about how many loads that is over 14 years. That's a lot of loads. I can't even imagine how many. You you could have probably booked enough loads to have have got some little kids out of some hunger issues in Somalia or something, I figure. Possibly. Possibly. Probably. I pull a lot of rice. They eat a lot of rice. We have done a lot of rice. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Today, we got, like I say, Miss Christy. She's a dispatcher, and we're going to talk to her about what dispatchers expect out of a driver. So let's just start with what do you expect out of a driver? I expect them to um, read all their dispatch information that's sent to them. I expect them to make phone calls and check in with the uh, broker and check in with the office. It don't take but just a second to make a phone call or uh, send an email, send a text. I don't care as long as we get information on where they're at and what they're doing. So you want them to communicate with the broker as well as communicate with you? Yes. The brokers always want to hear from the driver too. Okay. So when you dispatch a load, what do you do? I... um. I mean, what do you do? Like, say, say I've got a load right here that I just booked going to Amarillo. What are you going to do at that point? Well, at this point, I'm going to uh, check the load, make sure all the information's right on the rate sheet, and then I'm going to um, send it to the driver, call the driver and let them know, hey, I sent this to you. This is where it picks up, and this is where it goes, and... So make you're going sure to look at the date, make sure it picks up on the date it needs to, and the time, mm-hmm. and you're going to make sure it's the right weight. You're going to see where it's picking up at, the address, and where it's delivering to, right. address. Because more than likely, they're already in our database since we pulled a, a bunch of loads. But, right. And then you're going to make sure everything's kosher on each end, the pickup number's there, the whole nine yards, and you're going to send it to the driver. And make sure they got the right carrier on it. Right. <laughs> All right, so let's say you send the load to the driver. Um, They get the load because now our policy is we have to call the driver and make sure they read it. We pretty much have to be like a kindergarten teacher and reread what we sent them to make sure they're on the same page because we got a few that just won't read their information, right? They don't read. Like it'll say... 3 a.m. delivery, and they'll think it says 3 p.m. delivery, and then we got a hiccup, and hiccups are bad. Very bad. Lose money on hiccups. So they get the load. They're in route. What do you expect them to, you know, as far as updating? How do you want, how do you expect your drivers to update you back? They need to um, 
call the office and let us know, hey, I'm 30 minutes out, you know, this is where I'm at, what town I'm in. Um, if they're stopped, they can send a text, send an email as long as they communicate. So communicate. Okay. <coughs> if they have any issues in route, they need to let you know ASAP, right? Right. Because the sooner you know about the problem, the easier it is to fix most right. of the time. What about getting loaded or unloaded? You know, we encourage our guys to get, get there an hour early. So let's say they got a 2 p.m. pickup. We like them to get in there about 1 o'clock. When do you expect them to notify the broker or you if there's a problem? So they got a two o'clock appointment. At what time should they be notifying the broker and why? Between three thirty and four, they need to let us let me know at least and the broker for to know that um, they're going into detention. That okay. way, either the broker can call a customer and say, hey, what's going on? Can we get this truck loaded? Let's get him out of there. You know, detention's about to start. So maybe they've misplaced the paperwork, forgot the driver's sitting there or something. Mm -hmm. So they call and let you know within two hours, then you might could get something done, get them loaded quicker. Right. Because if they don't let the broker know, they're not getting paid. Like, That's right. You ain't getting detention if you don't call, right? That's right. So, first thing is call the broker, let the broker know, and then it wouldn't hurt to follow up with you, and that way you can also send an email to that same broker, and that way there's no way the broker can weasel out of it, right? That's right. Because we all know brokers, they don't always tell the truth. They're snakes. They're snakes. I agree. We got a brokerage firm, but brokers are still snakes. <laughs> I mean, that's just, that's part of it, ain't it? All right. So, what do you expect out of a driver as far as, um, you know, on their hours of service? Is that your job or their job to know how much time they have left to drive? It's definitely their job. So, you're not keeping everybody's logbook? No. So, if a guy takes a load that's supposed to pick up at 2 o'clock in the afternoon and he's on his 10-hour break and can't come off of it till 3 o'clock, is that... You, you, I mean, the only way you know it is him tell you, right? Right. I mean, you don't, you're not running his logbook, right? That's right. And he's to call me and let me know, hey, I've got so many hours today left. So this is big boy trucking. Yeah. Like, you know, you send them the load and they got to know if they can do it or they can't do it, right? That's right. All right. Um, we've already talked about truck or trailer issues. They definitely need to let you know as soon as they can. If they have a flat, they hit traffic you know, bad road conditions, whatever, the sooner they let you know they're not going to make the appointment, the better chances are you can fix it. That's right. If they wait till 8 o'clock to call in and say, hey, I was supposed to be there at 8, but I'm still four hours away, there ain't nothing you can do at that point. Nope, they just have to sit and hopefully get worked in. Or... And they're losing money and we're losing money. That's right. So, I mean, it goes back to that number one thing. You said you got to communicate. So, you got to communicate, right? Communicate. All right, let's talk about the hard parts of dispatching. Is booking a load hard? It's not totally difficult. What about setting appointment times? You just have to make sure that the um, distance and the driver's got the hours and make sure the appointments work with the distance between each location. Right, so like if they're 
you know, they can't have a, a one o'clock Memphis appointment to unload and a nine o'clock Dallas, Texas. I mean, that's just not going to work. It's right? not going to work. Because, you know, you got to plan for about two hours to unload. So you got to do a little math too, right? And ain't just sitting here daydreaming, right? You actually got to think and work a little bit. Yeah, I got to think occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> what about getting the load paperwork back from the customer or another broker and dispatching the load to the driver? Like, what steps do you do as far as, as, as getting all that ready? Well, when I get the load sheet, I look at it and make sure the times are right and dollar amounts right and the pickup uh, location and delivery locations correct. And then I... Uh, send it to the driver and follow up with him to make sure he got it and let him know that hey you've got a load that picks up here and delivers there and this time it picks up and this is the time it delivers you need to read it so you're looking at make sure it's the right date make sure it's the right time brokers will they can't lie on the wait won't they yes they will so you gotta watch them what do you do let's say how do you handle it? Let's say the load's supposed to be 42,000 pounds on a dry land. The guy gets in there and they load him with 46.5, 47, and he knows he's going to be overweight. Um, he should call you or should he call a broker? He needs to call both. He needs to uh, call the broker and let them know they've overloaded him so that the broker can call the customer and say, you know, we need to take a couple of pallets off and hopefully they'll do it. And, um, and then follow up with me and let me know so I can also let the broker know that I know and That's that communication thing. Yeah. Communication. Like, you can't fix it if you don't know there's nothing wrong, right? Right. Like, if you don't hear from a guy, you assume everything's kosher, right? That's right. Like, if he don't come and say, hey, Christy, they got me 6,000 pounds overweight, you don't know to call somebody. Like, we'd be in the circus reading minds if we could and probably making a whole lot more money. Exactly. So, you got to <laughs> communicate. What do you expect a driver to know or have handy? When I say handy, I mean he knows what he's talking about or he has the paperwork in front of him. What do you expect him to know when he calls into the office? Say he has an issue. What do you expect him to be prepared and ready to have in front of him? Um, um, he needs to have the bill lighting number, which load his own, his in and out times. Um, if there's any issues with a lumper, overages, shortages, damages, um, maybe the person they checked in with. Well, that helps that because helps. they're gonna the broker's gonna say who'd you talk to, right? And if the driver don't stop and ask who'd you talk to, it's hard to narrow somebody down. We say, oh, it's a black guy that's working on the dock, or it's a white lady at the window, or here or there. They need to know who they talk to, right? Exactly. And it only takes a second to ask somebody's name. I mean, it's not like you're asking them to, you know, find out how many kids that guy's got and all that. I mean, it's What's pretty simple stuff, <laughs> right? So when you call into a broker, they need to know who they talk to. Like if they said, hey, we don't have the product ready and the guy's name's John John that works on the dock, the, he needs to tell the broker, John John says the load's not ready. Exactly. So that's going to make things move a lot faster. Let's see. Um... They need to talk to a broker or notify you if there's an issue. If it's a customer load, of course, they're going to notify us. But if it's a broker load, they always need to call the broker first. So what about when they turn their paperwork in at the end of the week? You know, we uh, we supply all of our drivers with a 
with a manila envelope with their truck number on it. And they're not extinct. They're not rare. They're not hard to come by. So there's no excuse for them not to have one. Because all they got to do is walk in the door and say, hey, I need some envelopes, right? Yep. Or they can call the office and be like, look, I know you guys are going to be gone. But this is the last envelope. Can you leave some laying out for me? And right. That's not hard. Like, we do it all the time. It's so, easy. Anyway, get behind the door. We expect them to put their, you know, their paperwork in an envelope and drop it in a drop box that we have in front of the office. Inside that envelope, what do you expect there to be? Monday morning, when you pull all 10 or 15 packets out of there, what should be in those 10 or 15 packets? They need to have their logs, their fuel receipt, their bills of lading, um, any reimbursements they would need, like tolls or truck wash or window washer fluid. Um, all that needs to be in there. Well... The condition of the stuff in the envelopes also is probably as important as the envelope contents, right? It's extremely important. So, if it looks like their fuel receipts, they've been using them as a piece of bubble gum for the last three hours, that makes it a little harder. It makes it extremely hard. And if their bills look like they dug them out of a garbage can, explain to them. Because, you know, a driver, they don't, they don't understand. You know, they may not, they, some of them probably just don't care. But explain the process that you have to go to when you pull all of that stuff out of that envelope. I have to pull it out, look at it. I want to punch them in the face if it's all wadded up. <laughs> and then um, de-wrinkle it the best I can. And then you have to try to scan it in so that the, like if it's the bill, then you have to scan it in for the broker to read. And most of the time, that wadded up paper, you can't read it. it well, I mean, it leaves it shadows and hides numbers, and then the broker calls you, and what do they say? We can't read this. I can't, we can't read. read that. So then you're three or four times over doing the work when they could have not wadded it up and saved you a lot of trouble. Exactly. And plus, I mean, it jams up in the scanner, and when you go to pull it out of the scanner, what happens? It rips. Tears and high. Tears it. So then you're stuck with trying to tape it back together, and then... Mm-hmm. Rescan it, and it's just a mess. Scanning on one little page at a time. So it's important that they keep their bills. They don't have to be in perfect condition, but like they don't need to be totaled out either, right? Exactly. So like, let's compare it to a car lot. An average car, it's got a few bumps, skins, and scratches. That's still okay, right? That's right. But if the hood's touching the trunk, something's wrong. I'm thinking we shouldn't purchase that. Okay. Same way with bills, right? Exactly. If the hood has been touching the taillights, you probably don't, it's probably not going to be a good day. That's right. Try (laughs) Are you a staple person, a paper clip person, or just stack it in there and leave it the hell alone? Either one, as long as it's, they don't go overboard. The staples make it nice and neat. I still have to pull them out, but as long as it's neat, I don't care. Not wrinkled, I don't care. We had a driver, we'll call him Mustang. That's a good name for him, right? Yeah, Must good name. Yeah. Tell him what he did to a fuel receipt. He wadded them up. Looked like they've been run through a, um, I don't know, a press machine. <laughs> and then we had another one that took staples and went all the way around. The bills. The bills. The outside. He made an envelope with his staples. Yeah, that was terrible. That was horrible. That was bad. So... If they can't do it the right way, just stick them in there. Just right? stick them in there. Like, you don't have to have them paper clip. You don't have to have them staple. Just shove them in there. You're good with that. That's right. All right. I'm good. 
What is the biggest pet peeve that you have that drivers do that absolutely drive you insane? Not reading their dispatch information and not communicating. Hmm. Mine, personally, is the guy that loads on a Friday or, or Thursday and has to deliver somewhere the next day. And he don't bother to call the office and say, hey, I got to be off. My kid's having a dentist appointment. My sister's brother-in-law's dog's having a hysterectomy. My first cousin's cat got hung on a tree limb with another cat, and they clawed each other's eyes out. I really need to be their supporter. Those are the people that drive me at the wall. The guy that leaves the truck in the parking lot and says, hey, don't bother to call you then, like calls you at appointment time and says, hey, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to do that load. Or the guy that loads the load and comes home with it for the weekend because we do our best to get all of our drivers home every Friday night. Yep. I mean, there's a few circumstances where it may be Saturday morning when they come in, but a lot of time that's driver's fault while they're not home on Friday night because they got loaded or didn't get loaded and didn't call in, didn't, you know, and, and, and it caused them to have a layover. It wasn't her, it wasn't her fault, you know. And then sometimes it's brokers causing them not to get home because, you know, brokers are always honest about appointment times. They're so honest all the time. Like, they'll tell you what, but give a prime example about some reason a broker will lie to you about appointment time. They're going to tell you the appointment time is 2 p.m. and technically it's 4 p.m. So the driver's sitting there for two extra hours when they shouldn't be uh, there for another two hours. So in other words, they'll tell you an appointment time way earlier just to make sure the truck's in there. Right. And the drivers get mad at us. But it's yeah. not our fault. I mean, all you got to go on is what the broker tells you. That's right. right. And the sheet that you're looking at. So, it's not your fault. But anyway, a lot of times, you know, it is it is the driver's fault. The reason why they're not home on Friday night is because we do everything in our power to have our guys home on Friday night. If they miss an appointment because they oversleep or they don't let us know, you know, it's kind of on them at that point, you know, because we, we're trying to get them home. But anyway, the thing that drives me nuts is the guy that loads the load, comes in, home for the weekend and then he calls Sunday night late Sunday night when he's supposed to be en route to say Dallas Texas or Atlanta Georgia or Chicago and this is 10 o'clock on a Sunday night says hey I'm not gonna be able to come in tomorrow yeah I can't do it truck and paperwork is on the lot <laughs> so that's lovely you know if a guy needs off everybody needs off I mean you know that's just part of part of life and, and part of trucking or whatever, but they need to let us know in advance, right? Exactly. So if they pick up a load, they need to finish the load. Yep. So don't don't start nothing you can't finish. I've heard that my whole life. But apparently not everybody has. I don't think it's ceasing with everybody. But <laughs> just um you know if they load the load or they need to be off, they need to let you know ahead of time, you know, hey, I need to be on next Friday or next Monday or whatever. Give you a heads up. Don't load the load because we always don't have a backup plan for that. You know, right. I mean, we've got an extra truck, but it's always sometimes a challenge to find an extra driver that can run it, you know, and everybody else is usually loaded too. So That's right. Communication. Is a key. 
So everything we've talked about today is pretty much being communication. I'm not sure what the definition of dispatcher is, but I bet the word communication has got to be in there somewhere. It's absolutely got to be in there. So, I mean, that's what we learned today, guys. The dispatchers expect you to communicate with them, communicate with the brokers, keep your paperwork in order, and arrive and deliver on, on time. time. So... Anyway, thank you, Miss Christy, for talking to us today. And like always, guys, if you got any questions, comments, or just want to fuss about something we say, give us an email at therealdealtrucking, all one word, at gmail.com. Hope you guys enjoyed it. If you like us and want to hear some more stuff, make sure to click that subscribe button, and we will catch you next week.